tonight I bring you a collection of five scary skinwalker encounters. For those of you who are perhaps watching and are not already subscribed, please do just that. It would mean so much to me as I know the majority of my viewers are not already. Anyway, without further ado, let's begin. This story happened to my sister, who is a travelling registered nurse. Her occupation takes her all over the Navajo Nation Reservation. So most times her husband, when he is available, will drive her from and to her next shift. She worked a night shift mostly. They have never shared a ghost story before this or since. It was between 2.45am and 3am in the summertime. If you're from the res, you know that most nights are arid with a slight cool breeze. When she had finished her shift, sometime around midnight, her husband was driving. Her next job was in Chiln, so they decided to go through Kayenta. They were driving on that stretch of desolate highway between Round Rock and Lukachiku. The streetlights from the homes are scattered in the horizon miles away, apart and most times it is just pitch black. She was half asleep but alert because of all the caffeine in her system and the fact that she is used to being awake all night because of her job. They had not seen another vehicle for an hour or so and were not familiar with the area having only driven through the area a few times. She said they were driving on the roads and in front of them, probably about a football field's length, she noticed something splattered across the two-lane highway. She said it was dark roadkill or dead livestock on the road is a common thing in the reservation due to poor fencing and highway maintenance. She figured it looked familiar and not too out of place, but as they got closer, she said she remembers the shimmer of the dark matter, like wet pavement. She thought to herself it must be recent blood splatter if it's still wet. Her eyes began darting across the landscape and trying to assess the damage looking for the animal carcass. The blood puddles spanned the width of the highway she thought it had been from a large animal like a cow or a horse, but she couldn't locate the large bloated carcass of any livestock. Something didn't feel quite right. As rural as the location was and how recent the seemingly wet blood was, she figured no one could have been there that quickly to dispose of the roadkill. As soon as she came to the conclusion in her head, she said her instincts took over. She felt like someone kicked her in the stomach, like the ground falling out beneath you or the way you feel dropped in a roller coaster, but no joyous emotion. It felt bad or evil. She jolted upright and began trying to scan the dark horizon for any clues. Her husband later said he didn't want to scare her but came to the same conclusion silently by himself. She said her blood froze and her heart skipped a beat when she made out a silhouette slowly rising on the left shoulder of the highway. Her mind began to race with what it could possibly be. We haven't passed any vehicles in a long time and we are far from the nearest residence. What could be out in the middle of nowhere this late and this isolated? It was standing upright and facing the opposite direction. Her husband began to speed up as they neared it. She doesn't want to look because everything about the situation seems wrong and she doesn't want to see something she can't unsee. Too late. 
It's in her peripheral and she doesn't want to close her eyes because she said that would be more terrifying. Her eyes stay straight ahead but her curiosity gets the best of her and her eyes wander off to the left. As the headlights hit the silhouette almost full on, she said it looked like a person standing there, wrapped in a white sheet. A white sheet that has been splattered with blood. The figure stands completely still, not flinching or shuddering from the lights of the vehicle. The figure seems to have shoulder-length black hair that looks jaggedly cut. She said the way the hair hung off the head of the figure had looked matted or greased and not free-flowing or clean. They are passing the figure, her husband trying to stay on the pavement but the furthest away from the left shoulder that that road will allow. She can't make out the face because the figure has its head bowed down and the hands out in front of it in a prayer stance. Neither of them speak. Her mind is rushing with the thoughts like, what if the vehicle stops working or whatever that was starts chasing us? Who would be able to help us? They make it to the intersection towards many farms, a sigh of relief. That's one of the reasons Navajo elders tell you to never drive at dark or really late. This happened to my mother, actually, and she told me about it later that night. After we moved to the middle of nowhere about a year and a half ago, I began researching paranormal as a sort of hobby, if you will. My family is an hour away from any nearby town and surrounded by sparse woods filled with dark pine and gnarled old oaks that give me the creeps. I think this fueled my research in the paranormal as it's such an unnerving setting right outside the window. I ended up stumbling across skinwalkers one day in my research and was instantly drawn to them. I'm not sure why. Maybe the fact it was a tangible creature, I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, about a month into my odd obsession, I left at about 5am with my brother for the nearest town an hour away to stay with her grandparents for the night. That night my mother called to tell me about an odd encounter she had with a deer about half an hour after my brother and I left. She was home alone and had just gotten out of the shower. The sun was just starting to come up so it was still relatively dark outside and she heard two short sharp knocks when the window and the two family dogs started going absolutely nuts in the living room. She walked out into the living room and saw a stack, standing on its hind legs, peering into the living room window. The family dogs, otherwise good-natured and familiar with deer at this point, were snarling. Their hackles raised as she said she could see the whites of their eyes. When it turned and saw my mum standing there, she said it blew air out of its nose, fogging up the window. That's how cold it was and dropped down onto all floors again before slowly wandering off down the driveway. My mum thought she had had a rare encounter with a deer and was excited to tell me about it since we both love animals, but it made my blood run cold and scared the crap out of me. Personally, it feels way too well timed to be a coincidence. I have stopped my research, all of it actually, into anything paranormal. We haven't had anything similar happen since, I'm glad to report. This happened in northeast Colombia in early August of 2018. The area in which this happened is on a road beside the woods with some suburban communities lying here and there. 
The thing is, 20 to maybe 25 years ago, the area was deep in the woods. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There were no neighborhoods, just scattered houses here and there. Here's what happened. I was driving on a quiet, overcast, gloomy day. I turned a corner and noticed the road was void of any traffic, which was strange for this time of day. I looked ahead and about a thousand feet in front of me was something I'd never seen before. There was this creature with an orange colour to it. Now mind you, I've been driving this road several times a week for the past 10 years, so I'm going to notice when something doesn't look right. Anyway, this thing I saw was running across the road very quickly. So fast I know it wasn't a person or even an animal, because it was running on two legs. I believe it had a tail and I swear it looked like a fox or maybe even a coyote except for the fact that those don't run on their hind legs. I feel like I should mention that there was a subdivision on the side of the road I was running toward, so I guess that's where it was determined to go. Once it got across the road, it just vanished into thin air. I'll never forget how that thing just glided across the road, and how fast it was going. The whole event only lasted maybe three or five seconds, but it felt so much longer. I didn't get eye contact with it, because it was too far away. I've heard people say that Native Americans have a better chance of seeing these things. I am part Native American and have some family that still lives on a reservation. I'm not too familiar with a lot of their practices or traditions other than what I've read in books and on the internet. If anyone here would like to help me understand what happened, it would be greatly appreciated. I've been spooked and sort of obsessed about my experience since it happened. At times, I can't stop thinking about it. So I posted my experience a few weeks ago and got some good feedback. I was even asked about some other stories and experiences I might have had. So I asked around my family to see what I could find. My dad's side of the family is majority Navajo, and I definitely did not come up short with experiences and stories. This story came from my great-grandmother, and takes place on an old reservation in Arizona about 32 years ago. She had a pretty decent sized property. On this property, she had three Hogans, a large cornfield adjacent to three Hogans, a large well on the opposite side of the cornfield, and a grazing pasture for her 12 sheep and four horses. At the end of the day, she would take a horse and herd the sheep into a small pen closer to the house. While telling the story, this is where she got uneasy. She would keep nervously scratching her neck and looking around. She said that one day she told everyone she was going out to herd the sheep as usual. She hopped on her favourite horse and found the sheep probably a mile or so away from the house. She counted 11 sheep, so she started to search for the other by making circles around the area, increasing the diameter of each circle as she progressed. She found the last sheep up on the hill from the herd standing alone in the open. 
She spurred her horse and started trotting over. When she got closer, she said she started to notice whatever she was seeing was definitely not a sheep. At the same time she noticed, her horse stopped in its tracks and its ears perked up. She said that the way it was standing gave it away and the wool of the sheep didn't look right, almost like it had been taped on and was starting to fall off to one side. It was hard for me to believe what happened next, but she said that it stood up and turned around. It was an old medicine man with a sheepskin cloak, but this isn't what she had seen before. He stared at her and she said the bloodlust in his eyes made her want to cry and hide. The horse reared up at the sight of this, throwing her to the ground and she blacked out. Now, this is where I started to believe the story. A few hours later, my father, grandfather and uncle hopped on their horses and rode out to look for her. They found a herd of sheep and started to panic when she wasn't nearby. They followed the tracks up the hill and found her unconscious in the snow. Her horse had been slaughtered. A section of its throat was missing and it had multiple scratch wounds on its chest and front legs that my grandfather said had to be at least an inch and a half deep. Around my grandmother is a perfect circle where footprints and handprints, like someone had been trotting around her on all fours. My grandfather was emphasised at a perfect circle. My grandmother doesn't remember waking up or being sick for two weeks after the encounter, but my father, uncle and grandfather told me that they spent those weeks questioning her sanity. Puking up unusual green fill smelling liquid, and having sporadic fevers. I asked all of them at different times after my grandmother told the story. My uncle and father live in different parts of Arizona and my grandfather split from my grandmother, but they all told me pretty much the same story about what took place afterwards. I even got some other experiences from them. I have no way of proving this is true, but after seeing my grandmother get so uncomfortable telling the story 30 years later, I believe it with all my soul. I was only 11 at the time of this story. My family has property in Blanding, Utah, that we like to use for camping and other fun stuff. My grandma and I were driving back home after spending the weekend down there. We got to Monticello when I had to use the bathroom really bad and the closest building we saw was a pottery store so we stopped there. It was evening time as I remember the sun setting. Before going inside, I saw an older woman standing across the street with a huge walking stick. I waved at her because I thought the stick looked cool and she smiled and waved back. After coming back outside, she was gone, but in the distance I could see a deer prancing away. I was bummed because I wanted to see the stick closer because it looked like it had carvings and other things hanging from the top. As we were about two hours further into our drive home, it was super dark and we were driving through a canyon, when all of a sudden I had this massive sense of something watching me. I looked out of the window and could barely see a big deer running on the hillside, keeping pace with our car. I was excited and told my grandma to slow down and look because it really was a massive looking deer. When she slowed down I was pointing at it. I swear it locked eyes with me and for some reason I had a feeling of familiarity, but also like my heart was going to jump from my body. The familiar feeling was akin to seeing someone from elementary school but not quite sure I actually knew them. My grandma told me she couldn't see anything 
which I thought was crazy, but she told me to just get some rest as she continued to speed up. I have told the story to a few friends and they didn't think it was all too interesting. I can still remember both what the woman looked like and the deer almost as if they were standing in front of me. Thank you all for listening to those eerie skinwalker stories. We are slowly creeping up on 2,000 subscribers, which is absolutely crazy. I can't thank you guys enough. Uploads are not as steady as they were a few months back, but I am slowly getting things back together again. I have a few Patreon exclusive stories recorded that I need to edit over the course of the week and another video for the channel. So as always, I hope you enjoyed and I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you.